All right. On this episode of Biz and Brews, I am joined by Anthony English of AE Visuals in Charlotte, North Carolina. Anthony, what's happening, brother? Todd, what's happening, man? Good to talk to you. Oh, it's been a while, man. It's uh, it's good to hear from you. I'm glad you took some time out of your day. You are an especially busy man. You got a lot on your plate right now. Yeah, life has been it's been a whirlwind. Um, I hope I'm not breaking protocol though. There's no brew for this Biz and Booze podcast. I have a little bit of red wine here. Oh, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. No, you're good. I'm drinking a a Fiden's Eugene's Axe, a little home Ooh, a little hometown brew that I uh, wish that you had down in Charlotte, but. Uh, the Saranac boys are doing big things in the capital region. Hey, hopefully, eventually they're going to be down in Charlotte, and uh, I can't wait to get up there and give that brewery a tour. Yeah, we're going to talk Excited. about your videography and photography today, and I look to collaborate with you on a a Fightins video. That's for sure. Oh, I love that. We're over, love it. We're overdue. So. Anthony, we've known each other since way back when we grew up, uh, since junior high, I think, right? Yeah, junior high, maybe a little bit earlier, uh, but in band practice, not like sixth grade for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The days of shooting hoop at East Morrisonville Park. Yeah, yep, exactly. You yeah, are, man, we go way back. Yeah. So I'll tell you, you're one of the few people that I grew up with that's in better shape now than they were in high school. And uh, you give <laughs> you, you give all the 30 year olds out there uh, something to hope for. Man, I wish I could say that's a lie, but I honestly am. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh man. It's fun. It's like, you know, after a long work day or whatever, you just need that release just to get a little sweat, get the blood moving. And I try to stay consistent because once you fall out of it, it's, it's easy to stay out of it. I'll tell you, um, I'm, I'm, friends, make- I'm friends with a lot of people on my Apple watch and we keep tabs on our fitness. And recently I've been getting notifications where as soon as I get to the office and I'm opening my computer with one eye and taking a sip of my coffee and all of a sudden my Apple watch says, Anthony has closed all three of his fitness rings for the day. <laughs> yeah. Up and at it early. Get it out the way. Dude, oh man. It's insane. So, <laughs> Take me through your path since uh, we left the days of the Saranac Chiefs in uh, northern New York. Where'd you go after that? So after high school, I had hoop dreams of <laughs> being a basketball star. <laughs> um, went to the College of St. Rose in the hopes to, to walk onto that team. Quickly learned that college is going to be a lot more fun not having to go to practice. Uh, so... Didn't do that. Also, basketball was like, I loved basketball, but it's very different from Plattsburgh, New York, compared to you know, Division Two college. So that was a, an eye opener of what what it's really like at that level. A lot of great ball players, but still stayed at St. Rose and had a great time. Made a lot of great friends, um, great community people, um, great network. But I actually went to college for psychology, my first major. Mm-hmm. Um, first day of school in psychology class, getting the rundown from the professor of what these next four years will be like. And it was the most boring sounding four years of college educationally I could ever imagine. So I walked out of there like, I got to do something different. Uh, one of my friends I just met real well, uh, he told me his major, he said he was doing sports management. And I was like, okay. That sounds right up my alley. So 
went to the admissions office, quickly changed my major to sports management, and finished my four years uh, with a, a bachelor's in sports, sports management. That's awesome. Now, you're the second guest I have had on. I don't know if you uh, you or the listeners have listened to the Xavier University women's bas- assistant basketball coach, Danny Lang. He uh, went to Coastal Carolina for sports management. So it seems that that degree is a pretty tough field to get into if you uh, if you don't follow the proper steps. It, uh, I agree 100 percent. So right after college, you know, you you know, so you got a degree in sports management, you're like, oh, I'll be a GM of some team or, you know, <laughs> these grand hopes of what a, a job or career in sports really entails. So my first job out of college, which was kind of a, a fantastic job, it was with the New York Knicks. I'm a huge Knicks fan. I was at Madison Square Garden. I remember those uh, I lived days. In Brooklyn with, with my aunt. Yeah. You know, the Knicks are terrible. They won like 20 games, but it was so much fun just to experience, you know, Madison Square Garden every single day. Um, but it was a, it was a sales job. You know, it was cold calling, you know, 80 people a day trying to get them selling tickets, trying to sell tickets to Knicks and Rangers games, um, which was pretty easy considering we're in New York. People want to go to these games and obviously it's a huge tourist location. You had to have built so, some thick skin through that job, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, a lot of hang-ups. <laughs> what, what, what gave me the toughest skin was soon after, after the next job, I moved back to Albany um, and worked for the Albany River Rats. And oh. I remember I moved in July. So it was summer. I'm working for a hockey team in Albany, New York. And it's a small sports team. Obviously, major difference from the, the Nixon Rangers. So... Like you're calling a hundred people a day trying to sell hockey tickets in summertime and no one on earth wants to do that. That was, that was probably the toughest job I've ever had in my entire life. Also the only job I've ever quit because I only lasted two weeks. <laughs> you mean the river rats weren't a big draw in Albany, New York? <laughs> Surprisingly not. Surprisingly wow. not. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, man. It was, it was rough. It I will tell really you though. Rough. I came down to Albany shortly thereafter and uh, I got a job in the current industry that I'm in and brought you into it as well as a salesman alongside me. And those days were fun. We had a lot of fun yes. on Central Avenue Albany. Oh yeah. Good times. Good a lot. times. Yeah. You saved me from my, <laughs> I had no job. I quit and you know, I had nothing lined up and then you, you know, my night in shining armor oh. hooked me up with a sprint. It's hard to pass up that million dollar smile and that golden tongue that you have. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was fun. Which, you know, I was there for, God, that was what, 2009. So 2011, I moved to Charlotte um, and worked for Sprint down here because I knew like, when we decided to move down here, you know, me and you know two other high school friends, like mm-hmm. we had no jobs lined up. You know, we just needed to get out of New York and needed something different just to change. Um, so I had sprint to fall back on, you know, after looking for a job, I didn't find anything for about a month. I had that sprint experience that, you know, got me in there down here so I could pay the bills. So it was, it paid dividends. That's for sure. That's awesome. So you took a big turn and now you're in, take the listeners and myself, cause I don't fully understand what the industry is that you're in now. You do fraud. Yeah. So. After I got out of Sprint down in Charlotte, I only worked there for about two months. I got with, in with Bank of America. This is 
I think the second largest finance city in the world or in the, uh, in the U S. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got in with the bank of America as a personal banker, which led me to pivot down to the investment side. You know, I'll give you the short story, uh, with Merrill Lynch, um, which kind of led me to get in my series seven, series 66. But I know I didn't want to be a an, an, uh, financial advisor. You know, I wanted to get out of sales and, and never go back. Um, so, you know, I was wondering what I can do. And, and looking through some of my options, I found um, fraud, financial fraud, um, looking at transactions, like protecting clients, um, you know, worked with the DEA, you know, FBI, um, other um, you're the true knight. You're the true knight in shining armor for all of us out there because this is running rampant right now. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's it's really crazy, um, especially now that I work with a, a company, the bro- brokerage firm called LPL Financial. You know, they're not as big as Bank of America. They're they're growing, but they don't have the technology um, that Bank of America had. Mm-hmm. So things are much different at LPL. Uh, there's still a, a lot of fraud that's, that it's, it's pretty rampant, you know, and they didn't have a fraud team in place when I moved from Bank of America to here. So it was just me and three other people joined LPL and created the fraud team, which was cool building something from the ground that the company never had yeah. uh, to protect their clients, which, which is pretty special. Um, a great experience. And the team is still growing. You know, like I said, we started with three, uh, four people. Um, and now we're up to about 18 with half in Charlotte and half in San Diego, which is pretty cool. Well, whatever you do, don't be like that lifelock guy that put his social security number up on a billboard and say, try and hack me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that brave. That was insane. So, Oh my God. So I don't want to bore everyone with finance. Um, that's for sure. We want to get to the creative side of this uh, podcast Yeah, and as well as the fact that you're, in your mid thirties and in better shape than you were in, in all of your life, which is insane to me still. So a lot of, a lot of what you do in videography and photography at AE visuals is focused around fitness. Tell me how you started AE visuals. Like where did this come from? What made you want to get into photography and videography as a hobby? So back in, I'd say got 2009, actually even before that, really when like my dad used to be the guy who recorded all the basketball games, recorded you know, the plays at church or like the special services. So he's always the guy with the VCR. Um, and then as I got older, you know, I started kind of making videos just around the house with the VCR. Like I remember a school project for Mr. Newsom's class um, for chemistry. We had to make a video. Um, so, you know, me and my friend took the, the VCR, went out back and blew some stuff up. And then I'd say... Uh, Back in the sprint days, like around 2009, just browsing YouTube, looking at things, I found like there's people teaching how to make videos, you know, online. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, the amazing things you're doing with, you know, like you don't need a, a bulky VCR or some big cinema camera to make cool videos. Um, so I, that first piqued my interest, but I had no money to buy a camera um, or editing software, uh, which... Looking back now, I feel like it was just an excuse. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I still should have, you know, I wish I got into it then. Um, it wasn't until, you know, almost a decade later where I was like, all right, I'm, I'm getting a camera and I'm going to make it happen. 
Um, so when I did that, I just went to the gym I was a member of. You know, I did CrossFit for about five years, and I was like, hey, we're, we're, do you mind if I bring my camera and just make some videos for you guys to promote the gym on social media, um, you know, take some pictures of events you guys are doing? I was like, yeah, sure. You know, they, they let me use them as a guinea pig. Um, but it worked out perfectly. I did a video for uh, a workout called Murph that most gyms do on Memorial Day. Oh, I've um, heard about it because if you do CrossFit, everyone knows yeah. you do CrossFit. You don't have to ask. Yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a workout dedicated to Lieutenant Michael Murphy. Yes. Um, what was that movie? Oh, you, Survivor. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, you know that you were asking the wrong person when it comes to movies. Yeah. <laughs> Lone Survivor. So I made that video of their event for Murph, uh, posted it on my socials. They used it on theirs and people started noticing it and asked me to do other things and come to their gym, do this event. Um, it kind of just started snowballing from there. And, and I'll tell you, I want to take it back a few months before then, because before you bought the camera that you own, you were texting me about different cameras I had. And I was like, oh, I have the Canon. I think I had the ADD at the time. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And you're kind of sending me some Amazon snippets of ones you're looking at. And I was like, oh, yeah, those are pretty high end. And you're like, yeah, I've been saving up for a little while. And then I, about a month later, I texted you. I was like, oh, what'd you decide on? You're like, oh, the Sony a7 III. And I'm like, you didn't just like dip your toe in the water. You bought one of the <laughs> best cameras that's out there for photography yeah. and videography. Uh, that's why I wish I, I first got into it with like a Rebel T3i or whatever, a few hundred dollars and, you know, really cut my teeth on that. Um, but yeah, I went, I did a lot of research, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot of research um, to pull the trigger on this purchase, but I wanted to make sure that. You spend that kind of money, there's no I turning wanted. back and, and there's no turning back. You're going to exactly. make this hobby it's, into something that is going to give you an ROI on an investment like that. 100%. And it, you know, it already has, it's already paid off. Um, I've had a ton of support from people in, around the community, you know, friends and family. And, and you know, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and, and I want to talk to you about camera of that high end as well. A lot of the intimidation factor from people that are looking to get into photography and videography is learning how to use a camera. So you didn't go to school for photography or media. So how'd you learn how to use this thing? Because you can't just pick up a Sony a7 III and take a picture and right. create a video like you did with that first Murph video. So like, I, I've always loved movies. Like, you know, especially like those weird indie movies and stuff. Just you know, weird stuff. But from those weird rom um, indie movies to, to rom-coms to, you know, Marvel movies. But, you know, I like I know what I want to create and how I want it to look and I know what I want to capture. Um, so that's one thing. But like you said, making that happen within the camera is a completely other thing or even on your software when you're editing it. Um, so I'm a, a proud, God, not graduate, a member of YouTube University, <laughs> which just done a ton of research to get the camera. Um, accessories, lenses, software, how to work the software. I use Final Cut Pro. Uh, I was actually just looking at some Ryan Nagel videos before you called, trying to get some some techniques right in this video I'm working on. Um, YouTube has been a godsend with 
so much knowledge out there with so many people um, that have put out videos and content to, to help people get better and learn their craft. Um, and another really great website is Creative Live. You can buy individual classes. And they had a class on the A7 III, which takes you from beginning to end, how to do everything from turn it on to the most advanced um, capabilities that the camera can do. You know, and it was like, God, I don't know, 60 hours of con- content for the class was. It was it was perfect. Like, it gave me everything I needed to learn it. Um, I did a Creative Life class with Final Cut Pro also. So, you know, just trying to put in the work and, and learn it and get better and always improve. You know, like I, I know a smidgen of what things can be done with this camera and what Final Cut can, can do. Uh, but, you know, I have a long way to go, but you just got to put in the work. Now, you're a married man, too. What's the uh, missus right. think of this with all the time you're putting in between your job, protecting uh, people's finances from fraud and <laughs> now starting up AE visuals and, and learning all of this? Oh, man, she's still busier than I am. So <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, she she stays busy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but she's fully supportive <laughs> of everything. We, we're both very supportive. Like she she taught high school math for seven years and she's now in the insurance field, but she still tutors, um, you know, two or three days a week. So she's out doing that. Um, all sorts of stuff. She, she stays busy. And when you talk about Mrs. English like that, I will tell you, she is by far one of the most supportive individuals because when I recorded my first podcast and it was with Fiden's Brewing Company, she was the, one of the first people when I hit submit and posted that to go live across 10 different platforms to text, uh, Mike at Fiden's and myself and say how proud she was of us and give us support from the get-go about seeing her friends do things that they enjoy and going after it, which was, that was cool to hear. Even though Biz and Brews took a little break for a year, I will say that she was the first one to text support about this entire endeavor. So, Oh yeah, she's great, man. She'll champion you for sure. People she loves, she'll champion you um, to the very end. She, she loves supporting her friend um, and she's a great person to have in your corner. Absolutely, um, and a great guinea pig. Also, she's she's always down to let me try something <laughs> with her. I've that's seen a lot of. I want to do. I've seen a lot of videos with the misses in yeah. it. That's for sure. Yeah, and I look forward to yeah, talking please. about one towards the end of this, but we'll get there in a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So down in Charlotte, obviously a little bit bigger city than uh, Saranac, and then Albany and uh, upstate New York. So you're in a, a good spot for the creative field. A lot of artists down there that I follow as well. Um, how have you built out your network down there? Have you uh, found any support from other photographers, videographers? Yeah, Charlotte is, man, it's awesome being down here with so many, I don't even say young, because not everyone is young, but just passionate people, creative people um, who are willing to help others on their, with their craft. Like one of my good friends, Andy Rocco, he's a, an artist down here. He was painting a mural downtown. Um, this is the beginning of last year, last February, March. And I was like, Hey man, you mind if I, you know, bring my camera just to take some shots of you? Like, yeah, super supportive. Um, hung out with him making videos, taking pictures while he painted his mural, put together a little video for him. Um, yeah, it was one of my first ones. Like now you look back at some videos like, Oh God, I would do things so much differently (laughs) then. But you know, it wasn't about the product. For nope. him, it was just him letting me practice and 
and get to learn my camera, you know, get to learn my craft um, while he does his passion. And he's connected me and he's so well connected through the city. Um, yeah, Rocco does some amazing so many, work. He, he really does. He really does. And I met so many great photographers um, like this guy, Uncle Joe, uh, just on Instagram. He is collabing with uh, the Charlotte Horn is taking pictures of, you know, a, a rap artist who's performing at their halftime show. You know, he's uh, Chapel Hill, you know, taking pictures of you know, Team Jordan apparel. So, and, you know, these are people I could reach out to and have questions, you know, like, man, how did you create this? How did you do this? You know, you can take um, that sports and they, management and turn it into a collab with the Charlotte Hornets and that'll be a right, win-win for right, everyone. Eventually. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the growth I'm looking for. And there's so many people in those positions that are, again, willing to share their knowledge that they've accumulated over the years and uh, you know just embrace other creative people with open arms so it's a it's a great city for that um a great network down here people love 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 charlotte and charlotte's a very open to like i said he was painting a mural on the side of a building downtown and there's so many so much of that around here so many different artists doing things like that yeah we'll say, back I, in the day i've always enjoyed visiting okay. charlotte it's a super clean city and being in the financial sector, um, it's one of those days where there's always young professionals. There's always stuff going on for um, the, the 25 to 45 age group um, and showing the artistic side of it. I've come down there to visit you several times and we always go out exploring in the city center and whatnot. And art is definitely prevalent, which you don't see necessarily mixing in the financial sector, but that city has really embraced it. And it's also one of the fastest growing cities in the entire country right now. Yeah, it really is. Like I said, I moved down in 2011, uh, so at nine years ago, and maybe I was just naive to it then, but like I don't remember. Like I remember thinking Charlotte really had no like face to it, no real personality. Mm-hmm. And over these nine years, I feel like it's it's grown uh, so much personality. Like there's definitely an attitude about Charlotte that uh, maybe I was there before. I just didn't see it, but. I absolutely see it now and the city embraces it, which makes it great. Now I want to talk a little bit more about AE visuals and those that don't know about it. Kind of take me through what that business model is. What are you looking to accomplish with uh, the the business and what's your target customer or client that you want to partner with? Uh, You know, right now, since I like fitness is kind of a part of my world right now, that's really where I'm connected to the most. Um, which had, it, it's led me down other paths like uh, this great organization down in Charlotte called Beers and Burpees. Uh, they send disabled kids or uh, not always disabled, but kids yeah, under that umbrella, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm missing the word that I'm looking for, but they send them on like dream journeys. Like uh, one kid, a, a paralyzed kid, they sent to like a, uh, a Penguins game. They sent a kid to a Patriots game. Uh, one kid was a big NASCAR fan. They sent him uh, to a race. You know, last year, they sent a kid to a Saints game, and he got to go to practice. So they do a lot of great things for uh, less fortunate kids around here, mm-hmm. around Charlotte. Um, they do a big fitness event every single year, um, but it's more than just that. So I did the fitness event for him last year. Um, which they love the content I created. So this year they wanted me to do 
like all their videos. So it's they have ambassadors. They call people ambassadors that kind of promote the brand uh, through social media and other other means. Um, there's ten ambassadors. So we do like an interview style setup. They introduce themselves. You know what do they love about uh, beers and burpees? You know how they got in fitness. So doing that like interview style setup was something new. Um, and it was a great experience, but building that relationship with them has been fantastic. Um, being a part of Beers and Burpees crew. Um, nice. I worked with this bow tie company in South Carolina. We're close to the border down here. Um, so I've done a little bit of, of that. Like I, I would do anything. If your vision is something that I believe in and you believe in my vision and we can work together, uh, that's great. I'm, I'm down. Nothing's off limits to, to work with you. Huh? I said nothing's off limits. Exactly. Exactly. I know they say, you know, find your niche or whatever, but I feel like I have one, but only cause I have to right now. Cause I know so many fitness people, but I, I'm still working on what that perfect spot is. And maybe it's not, maybe I always do a little bit of everything. You know, I want to try um, some real estate photography, some real estate videography. It's the one thing I want to get into. And um, I'm just going to give you my professional opinion on this. And this applies to a lot of different industries. Never pigeonhole yourself to one thing. The way right. that you're doing it is perfect. As long as you can connect with the client on a degree of understanding that, listen, this is a very early stage business. And I'm all about trying new things. And as long as you're up for that, that's huge. Everything that you've put out, your final product has been amazing. So anyone oh, that gets to man. work with you would be absolutely lucky to have you on their team. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. And I, I agree. Don't pigeonhole yourself. Keep it, keep it the way you've been doing it. I, I appreciate that. So I want to talk about weddings next. Oh man. Oh, That's bl- the next one. Bless your soul, brother. <laughs> Don't call me to be a second shooter. <laughs> <laughs> man, I have one in March and I'm, it's just me solo. Oh solo. man, you are yeah, crazy. Anthony. Um, but were you drinking some red wine when you, uh, agreed to that one? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was like, YouTube university, I was like shooting solo weddings and watch countless videos. I was like, I think I can make it work. I hope you started watching those videos in 2010. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Thankfully I know these two people coming up. Um, so like I have a little leeway, um, (laughs) You know, it's not a stranger where, you know, they just rip my head off. You are uh, brave. You're um, a brave man. Thanks, man. We'll see how it goes. And I'm just kidding. I'll tell you how it went. I'm just kidding. You can always <laughs> call me, but that, that day I do have a, that Saturday, I have a presentation I have to give in my day job. So <laughs> I will be unavailable. <laughs> so I want to talk I'll to you about it. a different genre of video that you recently had to make that kind of uh, is outside of the AE visuals norm. You, uh, you had a big personal announcement. What's your, before we get into it, what's your favorite TV show of all time? Oh man. You know what that is. Seinfeld. It's it's the greatest (laughs) show of all time. (laughs) I think there was a time where we played Seinfeld seen it. And that is basically like the, uh, I should say any, the New York Knicks playing against the Saranac Chiefs high school basketball team. (laughs) Because that wasn't even fair. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't, I haven't lost. So 
Yeah, I won't get into the story, but yeah, <laughs> but I haven't how, lost. Have you watched Seinfeld episodes multiple times? Oh, yeah. I mean, I go through phases where I'll watch it from first episode to last episode because, you know, I have the bot set naturally. Um, and it's on Hulu now, so that would be like my getting ready for bed show. <laughs> Jerry is single-handedly making comedians in cars getting coffee off of you just replaying his set and collecting royalties (laughs) day after day after day (laughs) so deserve a card or something at least jerry you do you should uh, go on twitter and get a hold of him and see if he replies to you that'd be a fun episode (laughs) anthony english and jerry seinfeld on comedians and cars oh man that'd be great so take me through this uh personal announcement that you had with the missus uh from start to finish i want to know when you started planning this and uh, what made you create the style of video that you did. So be as detailed as, detailed as possible for the listeners that uh, have not seen this yet. And I will definitely link it on the podcast episode. Yeah, absolutely, man. So my wife and I were having our first child. Um, she's doing mid-May. Um, super excited. And we wanted a way to tell our, because we don't want to just post something on social media. Like, you know, it's cool, but we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to go that route. You guys we wanted are to make something, right? We wanted to make something we could send to our closest, you know, friends and let them know the good news. Mm-hmm. So we bounced a few ideas around of how we wanted to do it, and the first versions of what we we're going to do were more like more acting, you know, or maybe using props, things like that, um, and then. Hollywood, she was a creative director. My wife was pretty much a creative director. She's <laughs> like, let's just do it like like a handheld shot. Because in September for her birthday, I posted like a, a little video of just clips of her around the house. That's like on a trip. Um, just kind of those candid, you know, handheld moments like a camcorder. Another Oscar. So she, yeah. <laughs> she's like, just, uh, just shoot it like you're doing handheld, like candid shots of me just doing stuff and you know, I'll just act like, like, you know, like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay. I like that idea. So we did that. We shot at her in the kitchen, um, making eggs, uh, English muffin. You know, we do in there a little hint to what the video could be. <laughs> um, we shot it, you know, and it ended with kind of me panning into the sonogram photo on the, on the refrigerator. Um, and we had some like funny lines in there along the way. It was like a two minute video, which is a long for social media standards and people's attention spans. And the soundtrack uh, so as though. Was, as I was putting it together, I was like, man, this is a really boring video. This is like a super snoozer. If I can't even get through it, no one's going <laughs> to sit through two minutes of this. I was like, hmm, what can I do? I was like, oh, this is kind of a funny line right there. Let me see if I could find a like a laugh track like for a sitcom. Um, so I went to YouTube, you know, ripped the studio laughter and put those underneath some of the the funny lines. And of course, you know, it was like hysterical laughter, like truly over the top for what the moment called for. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that's that's kind of good. I like that. It's kind of like a sitcom. So I was like, all right, let's uh, let's see what else we can do. So I found, I like Googled sitcom intro or uh, put it in YouTube 
and found like a picture of some old 90s house <laughs> to put at the beginning of the video. You know, classic like they did for like Modern Family and Full House. They'd always have that shot of, of the home. That intro was they, spot you know, on. It was so good. Scene off. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is coming together. Um, then I was like, okay, now still missing some things. So I was like, all right, let's do some transition sounds. So between clips, something to kind of keep the, the viewer's attention. So I was like, oh, the, the perfect sounds would be from the best that come of all time, Seinfeld. <laughs> so r- rip some of those quirky music sounds from YouTube <laughs> and put that in the video. Yeah, so a little some Seinfeld music. <laughs> oh, I can hear, I can see this video so vividly in my head right now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I, and then I was like, okay, so I'm trying to make this '90s sitcom feel video, but like I said, I'm shooting on a Sony A7 III. Like this <laughs> thing is 4K right now. Yeah. It just looks the video quality is too good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I have a bunch of overlays and filters that I put on it. So I put a little grain on it, um, you know, put a little blur on it just to kind of <clears throat> rough up the, the visual a little bit, um, you know, did the color grade and all that. And, and it came out looking pretty decent. <laughs> it came out pretty good. And it was a fun way. It was fun working with Hallie, you know, shooting the video. Um, multiple takes, of course, you know, trying to get lines right and timing and, you know, this or that and the third. Uh, but it was, it was a good production. It was a lot of fun and our friends enjoyed it. And, you know, some of them saw it coming at the end, some didn't, which was great, but it was, it was fun. It was fun. Good feedback. Uh, it, it was amazing. I'll tell you, 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 uh, you had me fooled from the get go. I was like, this guy's just messing around in the kitchen again. And all of a sudden <laughs> I saw that English muffin, which is, Every time I see someone that's expecting, I'm like, oh, how's the bun in the oven doing? Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite coworkers just went out on maternity leave, Erin, and she, every time I'd see her, she sat right near me in the office. I'd be like, how's the bun in the oven doing? And she's like, oh, it's great, it's great, it's great. And then I saw that video and I had to show it to her. And that was one of the best videos. And I'll tell you, the comedic aspects that you were able to tie into there and not get that video kicked off of social media for any copyright strikes are fantastic. Well, we didn't post it anyway. It's, it's not on YouTube or uh, Instagram or anything. I just, you didn't get that on Facebook. No, no. Oh, never mind. So folks, if you're out there and you want to use uh, soundtracks from other videos, don't do that. I thought that was on social (laughs) media. So I will not be posting this with the podcast episode. My apologies. It was only sent to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny how hard it was to get it to people who didn't have iPhones. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that was tough. <laughs> iMessage <laughs> is a beautiful thing. Everyone should have it. You're sending uh, DVDs like Netflix back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't post it anywhere. I'm sure, yeah, we, we never really thought about it. No, it's, no you kept it but, in the close-knit community. That's a good thing. So yeah. it, with the... Uh, the uh, timer almost going off here in May. Do you see AE visuals becoming a full-time thing for you or what's the uh, future of this business uh, versus the fraud industry? Uh, yeah, I go back and forth. You know, I, I obviously approach AE visuals like it's my only business, only source of income. 
um, you know, using the background in sales and business and, you know, I work it very professionally. Um, and if it gets to a place where I could use it as my own income, that would be a major blessing. You know, everyone, I mean, everyone's dream, but I would love to work for myself. Uh, though I love my job and, you know, it's the best job I've ever had. Yeah, you're still sitting in the cube, you know, for eight hours a day. And that can get pretty, pretty tiresome, tiresome. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. You know, that's a goal. I'm working towards it, trying to build more and more clients, learn my craft, get better and better. Um, and maybe we'll get there, you know, load uh, Well, I have no doubt you're one of the hardest working individuals I have ever met. And uh, I'm fortunate to call you a friend. And it's nice to see your creative craft come out and uh, see you take it to the next level and, and create a business out of it. That was one of the uh, happier days I've had when uh, I saw that you started making videos and making some money on it. It's uh, it's motivation to me. I'll tell you that right now. Hey man, I thank thank you for all your input. We all you know we we bounce ideas back and forth on many occasions, whether it's pictures or video or equipment, um, whatever the case may be. So yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you as well, man. Hey, one team, one dream, as I like to say at work as well. So I will let you yeah. get back to it, man. Uh, congratulations on the bun in the oven. And I uh, can't wait to meet the English muffin and uh, see you and Hallie die in Charlotte soon and get away from this New York winter. Can't wait. Thanks a lot, Pi. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I appreciate the time. Take care, Ant. All right. You too. Bye.